Well, we know there are help-wanted signs everywhere. And we had a chance to talk with Robert Bronk, who's the CEO of the Ontario Construction Secretariat. And we talked about jobs not too long ago and and where we need to funnel people to where these jobs are available if you're a young person that's one of those things you want to ask where is the job going to be when i finish whatever education it is that i'm undertaking the demand that's out there we hear about need need and more need how about in the construction industry we asked robert bronk whether or not it's the same thing Yes, we very much are so, especially in your neck of the woods in um, southwestern Ontario. Uh, business is frankly booming. Um, there's, it's just a question of which trades aren't. Like we represent 25 different construction trades, and I can go down the list for this year. Um, Buildforce, which is an organization that we're part of, do estimates by trade and by region across Canada. And there's, you know, I can go down the list here, boilermakers, carpenters, concrete finishers, millwrights, crane operators, electricians, floor covering uh, glaziers, and on and on and on. So these are all different trades that are currently looking for people in, in, in the London and the southwestern Ontario region. In terms of getting a job like that, it's not like you can just say, hey, I'm just going to put in my resume. I might have been doing something entirely different, looking for a change in life. Here we go. It doesn't quite work that way. Can you take us through some of the education and maybe how it kind of tails into apprenticeships? And definitely. The one thing is the construction industry is not like universities and colleges where you go to one place and you apply and it's the same procedure and process. For, you know, whether you go to Western or whether you go to Queens or whatever, it's, it's, it's not like that. So there are some differences and nuances, but square one, you got to, if you want to be a registered apprentice, you got to be 18. You have to have a social insurance number, which means basically you can work in Canada. You have to have the, uh, educational prerequisites for that trade. And basically, uh, for a lot of trades, it's, it's grade 10 math and English or grade 12 math and English. And you can find those on the skilledtradesontario.ca website. So it's one, no, no periods, no hyphens, skilledtradesontario.ca has a list of all the trades and the pre- educational prerequisites. And then the last thing, you have to have a sponsor. So in the unionized sector, it's much easier because if you do join a union, the union or the joint uh, apprenticeship council will be your committee, sorry, will be your sponsor. So the employers and the union will be your sponsor. So for example, if you work for an, a contractor on a job site and they finish the project and then the union sends you off to another job site with another contractor, you don't get a, there's no gap in your, your sponsorship. Whereas if you do, an, a, if you work for a non-union contractor, if their job's finished and they lay you off, you have to find another sponsor. So you have to find a sponsor. So those are the four things. And so the next thing is, where do you, like, what trade are you don't like, there's 25 trades. And so most people know, you know, the basic five or seven, you know, electricians, carpenters, painters, plumbers, but most people, you know, they don't know what a millwright does or what does a glazer do or what does, you know, a boilermaker do. So there's a lot of information out there that you need to look into and we've been working with the provincial building trades to sort of do a one-stop hub for information. 
So the, the, the website is ctaontario.com. So it's just ctaontario.com. So it stands for Construction Training and Apprenticeship Ontario. So on that website, it's got sort of a job description, what that person does, what does a typical day look like, what are the prerequisites, where are the training centers, what are, what are the wage rates, all those kinds of information that if you're looking for a job, you, you would want to have. And eventually it's going to be populated with some video. Um, we're going to, we're going to really make this a, a, an amazing website. So we're going to try and make that a hub. So we are the same as a college and university. So you go to one place, you can see what all the options are. You can see where the training centers are. You can see the prerequisites and what does that person do? So. That's a long answer to a short question. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Bronk joining us, CEO of the Ontario Construction Secretariat. In an apprenticeship, people always think, okay, this will be be a little bit different because I'm I'm going to get paid, right? What exactly do we need to know about that aspect of an apprenticeship? The one great thing about a construction apprenticeship is that you earn while you learn. So... You know, you go to university or you go to college, you're right away, you're paying tuition, you're going to school. And yeah, you might be able to find a part-time job or whatever, but you end up in many cases, if you're going to university with a big, huge bill that you owe tuition, you got a student loan for, uh, could be thousands of dollars, you know, depending on what the um, courses are. But in construction, right from day one, you're making a salary. So I'm just going to give you an example of an electrician in the London area. They've split up their apprenticeship into five different periods. So as you gain more hours and experience, and as you go to school, so it's it's blended. So most of it, 80% of it is on the job, 20% of it is in class. So generally speaking, a lot of the trades have three different eight-week sessions where you go to college or a union training center. And it's like level one apprenticeship, level two, level three. As you progress through your apprenticeship, your pay increases. So um, an apprentice who just starts day one electrician London, this is last, this is um, the old rate. We just, I don't have the latest collective agreement, but from 2021, you make $27.18 to start. That's 40% of the journeyman rate. When you go into the second period, you make 50%. Third period is 60, and then 70, then 80. Then when you write your certificate of qualification, you get your journeyman's rate. So that also does not, that doesn't reflect also the pension and the health and welfare benefits. So you're getting all that stuff while you're learning, while you're getting your, quote, construction university degree, you're making that money while you're working. And, and while you're in those three, eight-week training blocks at a college or a union training center, you are also eligible for EI. So you're collecting money, even though you're technically not working, but you're, you're in school. So this is a huge advantage over um, college and universities that you're not, when you finish, you get your CFQ, you don't have a, you might have a F-150, you know, <laughs> instead of, a, instead of a, a huge tuition bill, because you're making money as you're, as you're learning. And it, as as your experience grows, as you go to more training sessions, your pay increases. Robert, thanks so much for taking us through this, because I think you, you've shown us behind the scenes of something that we don't tend to hear a lot about. And as people keep continuing to talk about changing jobs or looking in different directions, 
this is one of those things that I don't think we had a good grasp of. Now we do. Thanks for that. Thank you so much for having me. That is Robert Bronx, CEO of the Ontario Construction Secretariat.